0: Welcome to the Masters in Motion podcast, where we empower and inspire Masters athletes to reach their full potential. Join us as we delve into the world of CrossFit and showcase the strength, resilience, and determination of Masters athletes. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting a journey, this podcast is dedicated to providing CrossFit news, education, and inspiration because we love this sport. Welcome to episode four, guys. I've got Rick Stevenson here, currently sitting on top of the leaderboard in the open. Uh, How's that feel for now?
1: I call myself a placeholder. Let's put it that way. Until the scores come tumbling in tomorrow and Monday, but we're having fun. And like you and I had just talked about, healthy. Moving on to another week, and uh, but let's dig into let's dig into the week that we've just had.
0: Absolutely. So, the first thing we've got on the agenda is Rowergate twenty twenty three. I am very familiar with the two individuals involved in that. We've got Roman Krennikoff and Jake Lockhart over at Mayhem, who was his judge. I'm going to preface that with Jake Lockhart is the straightest shooting human being I've ever known. The most detail-oriented human being on the planet. There is not an ill will in his body that I've ever seen, having spent an entire three months in Cookville with him. And we're pretty good friends. Now, and this was really interesting. So, tell us what happened. What did you see? Okay.
1: And again, we'll discuss a couple of these individuals and then certainly focus back on the masters, which we want to. But with Rower Gate, the first was brought up if you watched Pat Vellner's video of himself. And between his set of muscle ups, he thought that he had time to go over and start his rower, turn it on, because he actually said in his video, he goes, I've read the rules, no one's allowed to touch your equipment. I thought I was going to knock the muscle-ups in two sets, which is crazy, by the way, at that point in that workout. Exactly. Finished, finished 12, went over, turned his rower on, finished eight muscle-ups, back to the rower, and the rower hadn't really turned on. So he said he felt he like wasted 10 seconds or so, just started pulling until it actually began to... That hmm. was the ch- chance that you took if you made it back like yourself, unlike me to the rower hoping that it would start in time. The controversy came with Roman Krenikoff's rower getting it looked like he sat down and Jake touched the screen after Roman had touched it. It in the and the only reason it was brought up is because Roman had posted the highest score in the world and for the men's division. And it matters because CrossFit only pays out for one spot if you work out and they're gonna scrutinize those videos. I don't think it's Honestly, that big of a deal, it didn't look like Jake gave him any kind of an advantage whatsoever. Roman was doing the work. Whether the rower was on or the screen was lit up or the calories were beginning to tick off, I think it's impossible to tell that. But it was enough that looking for controversy in a week of news in the open is what a lot of everyone tends to do. And so we found ourselves with something called Rowergate.
0: And I think the consensus is similar to you. I've watched all the podcasts that it's it it probably didn't make a difference. And if it did make a one calorie difference, if that even made a one or two calorie difference, Roman still wins. Right. Because of his just I think it was three or four reps ahead. But it is interesting. I remember watching the thinking like I wonder what he's actually doing. If the it didn't turn on, maybe after a couple of pulls, maybe Jake was trying to turn it on. I was just curious, like what why even touch it? What was going on? I also was wondering if Jake was changing the screen resolution, maybe to make it more clear for the video. I don't know. Maybe the, I, don't, I have no idea why he even touched it. Well, but you have the uh, advantage of
1: knowing him and knowing what a yeah. upstanding, solid uh, person he is. Right. They, CrossFit usually takes a week or two to go through that and announce who the male and female winners are yeah. of each open workout. So we'll see. At worst, yeah. maybe a small penalty. But look, the number that he posted super impressive. I don't he think I don't can, think he's human, honestly.
0: No, and he can just he can tear the handle off of machines. It's I was watching his Instagram feed the other day where he was showing Logan Ewing, who's a, another mayhem athlete there, what 3100 looks like on the ski org. Oh and, my uh, gosh. Think about that. What is that? I don't even know. I feel like I don't think ski orgs are built for that, but yeah. he is he's another level of of animal on those things. But that's at the overall open participation. I was uh, able to find uh, some of these numbers off of the Morning Chalkup site, and it's,
1: I think it's pretty widely information's out there now. It has been a good year so far for open participation, and I think it's something that the entire community needs to celebrate, being that the majority of the signups are truly in the age group categories, not just the elite hmm. division. I think the number up through 23.1 was over 321,000. That's almost a 9.5% increase over last year. It's still short of 2019's number, or 2018's number, which had over 416,000 athletes sign up. So it has, post-pandemic, started to, to crawl back to respectable numbers. And as they said, it's the largest, how they phrase it, the largest participatory athletic event in the world. So everybody needs to celebrate and have some, enjoy the fact that you're part of this.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. And what you were also put in our show notes, the numbers by age group sign up in the open. That raised some of your eyebrows as a case for more games athletes right. which such a higher participation in the age groups. What did you discover there?
1: Also have to thank uh, Brian Friend, certainly CrossFit's and stat person. He pulled these numbers out. And again, this is all as of end of 23.1. But what it shows the largest amount of registrations, and this is just a men's side only, and I do apologize for the ladies. There are the numbers that are out there, and we can certainly circle back if any of the listeners at some point are curious. But for example, in the 35 to 39 age category for just the men alone, there were over 34,700 men signed up. Wow. And that is when you, and what his point was, pleading with CrossFit too little too late, certainly this year, but with only 10 athletes per, per male and then per female division, 10 out of 34,700 is just three basis points or three one hundredths of a percent. It's the smallest chance you have you get to the, when you get to to get to the games. And if you look at that male 35 to 39 leaderboard, it's like walking back in time 10 years ago to a games leader, Bofroning and Bailey, and just one after another. Panchex 35 now. Just heavy hitters. Certainly you could say that there's a f- more deserving than just 10 athletes per age category for your age category though i would want to highlight there were over fifteen thousand four hundred signed up
0: wow. so just wow. to move
1: on to quarterfinals you just need to be in the top 1500 but again your odds of making the games <laughs> the percentage of the, <laughs> that field to go to the game games six basis points or six one hundredths of a percent so it's uh, wow, it's pretty small and then for our age category, 50 to 54, it's 9,300. So the drop off does really start. In fact, when you get to 65, plus, 1,550 males signed up. So they have the best odds, technically. 10, <laughs> the best, best odds. odds 10 right? out of 1,550. But Brian's point was the numbers are not that much different for the women's side. So sure. In the future, bigger venue, different venue. Maybe that's what the case can be made for a bigger field. But that's why we're fortunate to have events like Masters Fitness Collective and Legends to be able to showcase the work that the age groups do put in throughout the year because those fields are larger. They're very representative of the type of athlete that are looking to compete, still want to compete, and can compete at the very high level. Knock on wood, there has been progress made there and that's great to see.
0: Strong case. And with the Masters having two days plus an overlap day of attention, at the games this coming year. They're not going to change the numbers this year for sure, but they'll have 10. And that 35-year-old age group could really fill the stands and get some asses in seats at the games for Masters athletes. Generally, they will go from oldest to youngest in those heats. That's to the, And getting a lot of eyes watching Masters athletes in an efficient way, in an entertaining way. I think our events are pretty entertaining. With more butts in seats, more eyes on this, and a 35 35- Year-old age group that has men and women that are historical games champions, multiple-year games veterans in those in in that heat of ten. That's really interesting this year, and again, hopefully, continue to build that momentum for masters athletes to get more spotlight, be more showcased, get more overall attention, and then build this area of the CrossFit world, this masters area, and then, of course, from the games building in the games is great and then letting that momentum carry forward into the other masters events and again get more eyeballs on that. So I think it's a great thing. I would love to see Froning and Panchik again as a fan of the sport, you know, Absolutely. watching those guys go head to head with Josh Bridges in there. What a what an insane. We if were be, at the games. We would we would finish our events and we'd go go back to the corral and grab our stuff and just sneak back out on the field so we could watch right over them there. obviously. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. It would be turning back the clock. Really, I
1: I think the more participation that they get from these numbers, as they say, it's truly the community is responding and celebrating the Open and then the other stages. I think that's a pretty good sign. I think we have to do the work by signing up, by supporting, and then that will carry through to make the Masters community that much more viable in some of the other fields of competition.
0: Absolutely. All right, let's move on. Sure. 23.2. That's what we had this week. On the announcement day, Thursday, I got to tell you, when it was announced, I was very excited. It was fun to have Rich Roning do the announcement. It was all teed up. I think we were all probably 50-50 thinking, let's see, I think I thought it was a repeat. I think you thought it'd be something fresh. Is that, I think that's how we, what our betting was last week. So I think you win that bet. Is that correct? Right. Well, I, yeah, okay. I thought it would
1: be something that everybody could do. I had no idea. Yeah, what was that oh, that's right. Of a time right. domain.
0: That oh my 20 gosh. 20 minutes of work. Yeah. Two long time domains back to back, really, in a 14 minute workout and then a twenty minute workout. Surprising. And when I when it was announced, we've got shuttle runs, burpee pull-ups for 15 minutes, increasing on the burpees. Obviously, we all know that now. We've all by this time, by the time this is released, we've all suffered through that. And then to do a thruster that was just surprising to do a heavy thruster at the end of that. Wow. When it was first released, there was nothing about it that made me happy. I don't know about you, but I looked at it and I just thought, this is nothing that I want to do. There's nothing here that I'm excited about. In the first announcement, I'm like, toes to bar, love toes to bar. Wall balls, power cleansers are all great. Ring muscle-ups, okay, let's do this. We get a repeat. I was really excited to kick off the open. And maybe that was going to be the first event. But then they decided, hey, before we kick them in the teeth with this shuttle run burpee pull-up workout that they're all just going to hate, Maybe let's do this old exciting one. And then the second week is where we're going to open the trap door and they're going to plummet into the dark depths of pain <laughs> every, and discomfort. Get everybody signed up. Get everybody excited. <laughs> and then and unleash away we go. Yeah. Hell, <laughs> just terrible. The first thing I that I thought was interesting were the the standards. Or my first questions were the standards. Not on shuttle runs. Those are pretty clear. Pretty, I know yeah. that you and I had we had some concerns. Will people realize you have to run down and back? For that to count as one rep, as opposed to the mistakes made last year. I yep. think everyone did okay there. Do you think that was pretty clear? I
1: really haven't seen that many that have stood out. I'll certainly spend some more time looking through. But I think uh, HQ is probably on the lookout for anomalies like that on the score and, and any of the scoreboards. And we'll correct them pretty You just can't and then figure it out.
0: Uh, then when somebody does, if, if, there's, if there's just insane numbers, which we will talk about when we talk about results. This was a specialist potential specialist workout but then we've got this overhead thumbs together reach overhead don't touch the bar situation and there is probably two inches of wiggle room there I think between fully extended shoulder blades and retracted shoulder blades but in the end on this type of workout I don't think it mattered tremendously if you could just put your arms overhead without overdoing anything and you can't touch the bar I think you're good I think that's
1: a good bar yeah. And that's what we, yeah, that's what we—that's what we experience too. You still have to jump. That's the point. You have to get yourself <laughs> yes. over the bar to break the plane. You're going to do work, no matter what.
0: And then thrusters, not a, not a hard thing in my mind. A thruster is a thruster. It's a solid movement going through a full squat to getting that bar overhead without re-dipping the knees, which is something. A general CrossFit class when people do heavier thrusters, you see a lot of re-dipping. You just have to correct them. It's no big deal. But there was a little, little, there's some questions around that. What did you see in your gym or what did you see online with the thruster standard? I have to give kudos to
1: HQ for spelling it out as well as they did in the rules. And I think if people take the time to read the rules, which we've talked about, and encourage everybody all the time to do that. So there's no gray areas. You could power clean it, you could squat clean it, as long as it was one continuous motion from below parallel to full lockout overhead. The main point was showing control. And I think we've seen on some videos where some folks take steps or walk around, but then have come to a complete stop, still fully locked out overhead and that Apparently has counted it as a rep way back when in regionals at Central East. I remember, and I'm talking years and years ago, they had a one rep max thruster, but you were not allowed to move your feet. And it was an automatic no rep with just the slightest of movement. Now, it looks like CrossFit's ha- CrossFit has relaxed that now in competition. And again, we're talking about 300,000 roughly people doing this workout. So let's put the weight on. Let's give it our best shot and let's show control. Let's lock out. And I think, I think that counted for quite a few individuals.
0: I think so too. I know that there was some controversy around Vellner's rep in the open announcement where he did have a shuffle step in there. And I dug into the comments on that one as of course, there was some questions, some comments around, was there a re-dip there or was it, was that shuffle step one solid movement and CrossFit, answered that question multiple times in that thread that the shuffle step showing not re-dipping not an intentional re-dip was an okay rep for me i like clean reps no matter what so when it came to my thrusters i want to leave no doubt whatsoever and on my i think i did five lifts on my fourth lift i did lose my balance and have a slight shuffle step forward it was probably an inch of a shuffle and I finished that lift, and I thought to myself, okay, I think I'm fine on that lift. I, I had a video going, but I think I'm okay. But on my next lift, my max lift was 260. I made sure that those legs you were, were planted. <laughs> they weren't They weren't going anywhere. And then showing control overhead. And then I really wanted to bar slam, like really wanted to. But it's not my gym, so I just let mm-hmm. the ball bar fall. I think making it easy if you're a judge in those situations. We were talking before the show that you had a situation, and you were watching someone who who took a step but didn't show control. But then Twice. they did another rep. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. It, it was. It's. I felt it, so I think bad. Control is it. But,
1: yeah. but the control is. I think the control really shows that, or the if you didn't have control of head, you could tell if you're bailing it forward. And he did all that work, and did you want to give them the rep, but with the bar just swinging forward, you just can't go by the letter of the standards. But if he tries it again. This might be moved by the time the show's released. (laughs) wish him all the luck, but it it was great. I had took a different stance. I power cleaned mine. I didn't squat clean. I just found that power cleaning the weight that I was attempting, which was far less than you, I was able to set myself up and then begin down into below parallel, and then I tended to have the momentum coming out of the squat to lock it out overhead. It felt good.
0: I'm still impressed that you're, after all that hard work, you're still power cleaning 233 pounds, dude. That's, yeah, I, that's a, <laughs> I don't think
1: the leg legit. went out too far or anything like that. I just just want, I
0: didn't want to take the energy
1: and squat clean that. If I, didn't I understand.
0: To. I it's it, the, the craziest thing about doing thrusters after all of that effort in part A. Words. There, there were PRs all over Instagram. Everyone's getting PRs. You hit a PR. I mm-hmm. hit a PR. What is it about doing fifteen minutes of max effort? Really, five k. Type effort like I. This is run a five k as hard as you can, and then do five heavy thrusters in five minutes. It's like that, but you can worse because you're incorporating your entire body in this five k. So come off that, and then we go over and I kicked it. I rested. I didn't really rest. Like I used a towel to wipe off all the sweat that I had all over me because I was I'm in Louisiana. It's very humid. And then I put a shirt on, and I had to wrestle a shirt on so that the bar didn't slip (laughs) off. And then I got my belt on, and there was nothing comfortable about getting my belt on. I changed my, which I will have a pick of the week about shoes. Very specific element that I add to my shoes to help. So I'll talk about that on my pick of the week. But it got all of that, and about the 90-second mark, I did a thruster at 185. And I remember setting up for that thing like it was a max clean. And I popped myself right in the chin on that thruster, on the clean, hit myself in the chin finish the thruster because my body just responded in a way that I didn't anticipate. I thought it would feel like 300 pounds and it felt great, actually. Did you have that experience on your first my, couple of thrusts? Wow, I'm just fine. Yeah, my, my rest was not
1: really rest. It was assembling everything like everybody else here listening to this will, will attest to his shoes and belt and trying to pull up the knee sleeves. The first one, I went a little lighter at about the 90 second mark and it didn't feel that great. To be honest with you each successive lift did and that's what was encouraging and i really think we make the joke about it but maybe as a master's athlete i just don't warm up as much as i need to from week to week we were thoroughly warmed up your entire body had been incorporated into 23.2a so that left no doubt that you were ready to f- right into heavy thrusters which was great Great feel overall.
0: I'll tell you, I think what I'll do this next week for all of my Boulder athletes is I will assign an open workout as their warm up all days of the week. And we'll just see. We'll just have the, we'll just have, we'll just go through all the open workouts as warm ups for the yeah, actual training exactly. session. We're just going exactly. to, th- I think we've just uncracked, we just cracked the code there. Just bury um, everybody and then expect <laughs> to lift heavy after that. Done, done. Let's do that. Did you have any surprises or strategies or what were some things? that you learned about shuttle runs or burpee pull-ups that maybe you didn't know before this weekend?
1: I watched, I, I actually judged two people before I went. And it was, what I noticed most was after you jumped up and you broke the plane with your chin, it was the immediacy of letting the bar go and just dropping and not riding the negative down. And our coach had talked about that, but watching it in action actually, and counting every rep for these other athletes, I, I tried that myself, and I think that really did help. Look, we all know going into workouts like this, it's just going to be uncomfortable the entire time. But if, as long as you got into a very machine-like rhythm on the burpees, and that's something I know you've always talked about, you just a number of steps, you step up, you look up, you jump, pull, release, drop, step right down into it. It didn't go as, it was uncomfortable, it hurt a lot. And my last set of 10 runs were the slowest I think I have ever shuffled along. But it just, I think overall, the body held up a little bit better than what I expected. So I'll Mm -hmm. take that as a win along our way to continuing training, check the box, and move on.
0: I picked up the shuttle run. You and I had chatted about it. We had texted each other a couple of times. I watched Noah Olson do his shuttle runs sometime yesterday morning, and I was like, oh, that's very interesting. And I practiced a couple. I sent that video to you, and you sent me a link to some guys in Australia that were doing similar shuttle runs. Same thing. And this shuttle run technique was to run about three-quarters of the way, maybe just a little further than three-quarters of the shuttle run, and start to make the pivot at that point and actually be running backwards for a step or two to the line, touch underneath, and then go forward go three quarters of the way across, shuffle, take two steps backwards, hit the line and go. And I found that to be this incredibly fluid and delightful way of doing shuttle runs. I always found the step, pivot, go as this like this weird stop and go that was really generally uncomfortable. The reach down never felt quite right. So I practiced this shuffle, run one or two steps backwards. It, it's really hard to describe out loud, but if you just look at right. how Noah Olson did it, just go on yep. and watch that. You'll see this like this interesting like, side step, back step, cross the line, touch, and then you're already moving forward. You're in this perfect position, already pivoting and already leaning into it. So it was like a, a sprinter really- sprinter stance. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was very cool. So I had lofty thoughts of doing this. And then as I was practicing it in the, at the RV park that I'm at, I was just, <laughs> just out in the street practicing this. I immediately felt a unique fatigue in my glutes after doing five or 10 shuttle runs. I just remember thinking like, huh, I I don't think I want to do this for 23.2A tonight. I don't want to do something brand new for this duration and then end up cramping in some weird way. So I ended up spending about half of each, half of the shuttle doing this new technique. And then the second half of the shuttle runs just reverting back to my standard which is just a mess of a shuttle run. It's just yeah. it's not pretty, but it, it got it done. But I do want to practice this new technique and really count my steps, figure out how to get shuttle runs to be very efficient for when they may show up again, quarters, semifinals, or God forbid, at the games. I love that the Open teaches us new things like that. It was in 2018, as a matter of fact. I happen to be mm-hmm. watching Noah Olson do Toast bar. In a, I believe it was toes to bar and dumbbell clean and jerks. I think that was a workout like that. And I noticed that he was flipping his grips over the bar, not putting his fingers through the holes on his grips. And I'd never seen anyone do that before. So I tried that in my gym that day, and it changed everything for me on using grips. I was a new, I was a new person. I couldn't believe it. So it re- you really, your hand feels a lot more anchored in. There's, at there's that just, point, there's, doesn't it? Yeah, the tension's on the strap. Yep. And there's there's these interesting things we get to learn when we do these workouts that, yep, now I know I've got a new way of doing shuttle runs that I'm going to work on. So that's fun. So that's what I picked up. Now to the results. What are your thoughts on some of the results?
1: I'll tell you, personally, as I had said, I think it went about as well as my capacity would let me. I got back into the round of 30 burpee pull-ups, and I think I had about little less than 90 seconds to go when I started and I felt still good enough to just really empty the tank and I'm I battle personally with I'm always sometimes afraid too much of how bad something will hurt and it's something that I just work on it's a part-time athlete here to be able to push knowing that okay I just had roughly those 90 seconds I was not going to make it back to shuttle runs and I had to just drop jump step as much as I could, as fast as I could, my back was turned to the clock. I was listening <laughs> to my judge. I just ran it through as he actually had to tell me to stop. I probably did about another half of a drop down to the floor where I didn't need to because time had expired. So I was going to make sure that I expended every amount of energy I could to finish the workout. So I'll take this as a win, as a learning experience, and file it away and see what we, we know what comes up next. How yeah, about you? I, I
0: never want to do it again. I never. No, it was great. From a result standpoint, I was nervous all day. It, it, doing it at seven o'clock at night at a local affiliate is not my ideal situation. I love doing it at an affiliate. I love doing it in a large group. I just wish it was Friday morning lights, not Friday night lights. So like, could just mm-hmm. get it done and not have the anxiety build all day, but actually getting there and being around other people really energizes me. There's a lot of adrenaline that's there. I was like you. I was nervous because I knew how much this would hurt. There was no way around it. It's going to hurt. And it's going to hurt. And I had people telling me via text, yeah, I did it. The set of 20 started to really hurt. And in my mind, I'm like, gosh, so it starts to hurt at the set of 20. And you got to get through the 20. ones. 20, then runs. then you have to get through 25. <laughs> And then yeah. I, I see some scores start to trickle in. I see some guys that are getting through the 30s in my age group. I'm like, oh, I'm just grossed out. I, I just know this is going to be so hard. So I get through that last set of shuttle runs after the 20. I know I've got barely over two minutes to get through 30. And I know there's no way I'm getting through the 30s. It's just not going to happen. And I was going as fast as I could. And Coach L at this gym, he is he's cheering me on. He's just right there. Jason, just, just tighten up that form let's go faster and and all of that and i am just slogging just machine i'm not going one drop faster (laughs) i can't whatever the workout ends i got to the thrusters that went super well i was really proud of that it felt great and afterwards he said jason i hope i distract you it looked like you were really in the zone on a plan that you had on your burpee pull-ups i'm like no man I there was just no way I could move any faster. My body was at its red line of red lines. And so that's the speed I could go. And I wanted to go faster, but there was not a chance that I was going to move any faster. So it's done. It was one and done. And thank that the thrusters went well, because I would have never wanted to go through that part A again in order to have to retest the thrusters. Yuck. Oh, absolutely.
1: Oh, so. yes. no. Yeah, this, was, is, this was interesting that this was Adrian Bosman's programming. He didn't get the chance to inflict his pain on us last week with it being a repeat. He has hinted about having to earn your strength in the mm-hmm. past. Not really a hint. People know that's probably the best way to test strength for a large group like this. Instead of just a single score once a week type of lift, heavy lift, you have to, if you're strong, great, but you need to work your way through those 15 minutes first in order to do the lift, the heavy lift. The running is in every other stage of Crossfit's competitions. It's just nice that we finally were able to put it into the open in the best way you could do that for a large group like this.
0: Absolutely. And I am a big fan of earning the lifts. I love that. And I love that because it when it's just a raw lift, just a straight lift, I know that is going to favor specialists so much heavy lifting specialists, but when you have to earn it, it's a really nice equalizer. So I can work hard and then I can lift slightly heavy. Yeah, that's And when we look at the results, I actually went into the results today and I was just goofing around sorting by 23.2A. I just wanted to see what the best of the best in my age group did. And they were just insane on that cardio side of the workout. And then their 4,000th place on the lift, which that's, right. that's a specialist. And then switching it over and seeing someone place 4,000th or so or whatever or above that in 23.2 a but in 23.2 b they're cleaning or they're thru- doing a thruster that's just so ridiculously heavy so it's fun to see that we predicted that there was going to be some interesting specialists that help shake up the leaderboard but when it comes down to it at the end the average of the two workouts the average of the three that we have so far all of that leads to a well-balanced outcome at the end of the open which then leads to quarterfinals so with that in mind we have one more to go and we still have some equipment from the equipment list that needs to be touched. I'm Absolutely. I'm looking at the equipment list. We need to touch dumbbells. We need to touch kettlebells, which is curious to think that those might be in the same workout. And plyo boxes and jump ropes, right? Yeah.
1: Right, jump ropes.
0: Yep. What, uh, having this heavy thruster, I think,
1: takes, obviously, a lighter 95, 65-pound traditional thruster out, which surprises me because as Dave Castro liked to do each week, the finish and open, incorporate a thruster into that last test. You probably won't have that this week. I don't know if we'd get bar dumbbell thrusters. Be so
0: about, it'd be so weird. It'd be such an overlap. It would be. I don't think so. Yeah. From I, an art form. It just, it'd be, uh, doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah. So some lunging maybe uh, We Now we just did burpees. So yeah. box jump overs without the burpee in front. Right. Box step ups uh, with dumbbells box step up oh oh that would hurt (laughs) along with double unders maybe yeah
0: yeah Uh, and then kettlebell somewhere in there for some sort of you like we talked about last time maybe farmer carry or maybe some sort of goblet step ups i don't know
1: we've had a we've had a chipper yeah and you could 23.2 a would be considered a couplet so maybe a triplet of something i i don't know if he'll if he'll use everything on the equipment list, I oh, think in years past, okay. he might not, or it could be considered an equipment list for the very, just the basics, but others, other parts or other pieces of equipment could be added for the other stages. But here's mm. what we're starting with. Try to make sure as a as an affiliate owner or in your own garage that you at least have access to A through
0: well, M&R. make the argument. Looking at the list online, just since we're here, only the climbing ropes in the GHD are said in this list to not be required for the open. Conversely, okay. everything else is required for the open. Okay. And again, it's a mystery to me, how dumbbells, plyo box, jump rope, and kettlebells will all be incorporated into one one kind of workout, yeah, cool. potentially. And, yeah, again, maybe they don't use one. Maybe the equipment list comes out before it's finalized. But I'd be, if I was an affiliate mm-hmm. owner that didn't have kettlebells, and I bought a bunch of kettlebells to be ready for this, especially kettlebells weighing 16, 24, and 32 kilograms, as noted on the CrossFit site, like, oh, very interesting. So I think they're going to use it. Yeah. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> Dumbbells, 20 to 70s. Like what are we going to do with a potentially, so think of, oh. think of anyone below age 45 typically does an RX workout. So you've got Correct. probably the heaviest dumbbell, like a 70 pound dumbbell and they probably the heaviest kettlebell. And uh, I don't know, in 30 inch box, because it's required. 20, 24, and, and 30 inches oh, what it says.
1: Can you imagine? <laughs> Don't make me carry dumbbells over a 30-inch box. Oh,
0: my God. No. I'm, I'm, not, the, I'm not the tallest. No. I'm also not the shortest, <laughs> but I feel for anybody. No. That is I'm going to snap something if that happens. That would be awful. But let's look at one last of the bigger picture
1: here. Again, we'll know soon enough, but we've gone 14 minutes and now 20 minutes to incorporate a lot of pieces of equipment into what I think will be a shorter workout. I would be very surprised if we have three longer time domains hmm. for the open. I just don't think that's how he likes to would like to give us three you know, different tests.
0: Very interesting. Very interesting. Could be another two-parter coming. Unlikely but could be, be Mm -hmm. a way to break that up into two shorter efforts. But no, you're right. I think that we've had two longer efforts, which is really interesting to have this much left and have it be maybe something 10 minutes or less, eight minutes or less as a time cap. Those are always really gross when we do things like that. But to imagine, yeah, what are we going to incorporate a box in, whether we're either jumping on it or climbing on it in some way, stepping on it, and have that not be a longer workout. But again, you know what? Whatever he brings, we're going to... Just take it because there's no choice. This is what we do. No,
1: exactly. And
0: I do not
1: have in front of me where the announcement is going to be this week. I'm not sure if you picked that up. I got nothing uh, except
0: I think is a Mal O'Brien and Emma Carey. I don't know. I don't know. I've got nothing on okay. that. I We should know this. Come on, Rick. It's a professional podcast. If people are still listening, <laughs> they're probably going to stop listening right now. We, yeah, they're going to say what? You didn't do your homework? I don't know. It was felt like we did, but we just didn't even think about that one. But whatever, wherever the announcement it is, by the time it's Tuesday, y'all will know. Another thing we want to do in this next week, I'm going to throw it up on my story on Instagram, is we're going to open the podcast up for some questions. So we want to take some questions from listeners next week. So, I'll post that on my story Wednesday, Thursday, Friday this week, since this podcast will be released on Tuesday. We'll collect some questions. We'll pick a few and respond to them. And if we get a lot of questions, we'll just keep them in the question basket, and we'll just pull them out each week. So feel free to Excellent. DM questions at any time. DM to Rick Stevenson or to me on Instagram Just to make that really clear. That this is a podcast question, and we will respond with our thoughts and opinions. Rick, do you have a pick of Hi. the week?
1: Right before I do want to throw this in, it's going to be Mal O'Brien and Danielle Brandon. Oh, good, man. Good. From CrossFit. Okay. And those are probably two athletes that you do not want to try to pace off of, whatever (laughs) it's going to be. I'll watch it for the event and turn my mind off and go back to think how a Masters athlete. 23.3.
0: Exactly. It's so unrealistic when we get to watch them.
1: Yeah. So there we have it from Omaha on a Thursday afternoon. All right. Pick of the week. Pick of the week. Oh, let's see here. I was going to go with, because it went actually in the fourth heat this morning. One thing that I have been working on is a little bit more visualizing the test that awaits you and watching each of these athletes go ahead of me. One, you knew how, what the stimulus was, was going to be, how much it was going to hurt. I think you really don't go into any type of a test like this not expecting it to hurt that's just the base case right there but from a visualization standpoint how are you going to execute I'm thinking about the way I'm going to turn or the rhythm or the pattern that I want to get into on my burpee pull-ups and I really tried to put myself in that play to think about it actually before I was going to do it so that I had something to recall in my head after it got as monotonous as it did. I couldn't control the pace, obviously. The body just slows down as you become more fatigued. You're looking to fight that always. But I think visualizing how I wanted it to evolve in front of me was something that I uh, have been working on, I tried today, and certainly going to try and incorporate that a little bit more as we as we move forward.
0: I love that. I am a big visualizer, a big believer in visualizing prior to an event, especially a competitive event, it's like being able to put in the reps without fatiguing your CNS or your body. You just put in all this all these reps, all this practice, uh, and even prepare your mind for what what rhythm, what it's gonna feel like, how you're gonna get through each one of these different elements. How many I like to visualize how many steps I'm gonna take, wh- when I'm gonna get shock, how I'm gonna breathe on certain movements, those kinds of things. Anyway, you talked about it. I'm not gonna add on to it, but I, I am a huge fan of that and would second that tip my pick of the week is these elastic shoelaces that i have okay i'm going to put a link in the show notes and it's they're just pick them up on amazon they're like six dollars and they came in really handy when i was switching from my crossfit shoes to my lifters in this event i also use these same shoelaces for my everyday nobles that i just wear out and about so these are elastic shoelaces that you thread through your shoes through each one of those And once you get through to the top where you would tie a knot, there's just this little metal clip that screws together. They're very cool-looking. I I wish I could show a picture of them. It's very cool-looking, very simple. You can have it be somewhat snug, but it makes it really easy to slip shoes on and off. This wouldn't work for your CrossFit shoes that you're going to do shuttle runs on. That doesn't make sense. But for my lifters, I have these shoelaces in there. So all I have to do is slip my lifters on tighten the velcro and i'm good to go it's just the easiest way to put on shoes period and again i like to slip my shoes on and off when i come in and out of the rv a thousand times a day my shoes are coming on and off hundreds of times or thousands of times because that's how many times i go in and out of the rv and these silly little shoelaces that a buddy of mine recommended are the best and if you have kids that need to just have these little elastic shoelaces so cheap that I just buy a few pairs of them and test these things out because they're amazing. And it's just the silliest pick, but they came in handy in this particular workout. Not that tying my shoes or untying my shoes would have been a big deal, but I'll tell you this, Rick. I My shoelace came untied on my second shuttle set of shuttle run. I, what kind of rookie... That's... did you double Uh, of course i did i double knotted them
1: okay of course i did did, wait they still came i don't know what happened i put them on i
0: double knotted them i'm like good they're secure (laughs) this isn't this is gonna be no problem and on my second pivot on my second set of shuttle runs, my shoelace, I can feel it loosening. I'm like, what the heck? So I bend over, I fiddle with it, and it's totally coming undone. So I just, I double knot really quick. And now my right shoe is slightly loose the whole time on shuttle runs. Oh, and that would matter that if cost I was- It 10 seconds. It did. It, yeah, it cost me a couple of seconds and <laughs> a little kidding. bit of energy in my brain. <laughs> and if I was sprinting these shuttle runs, it would have mattered. But I was shuffling like an old man. In tremendous amounts of pain, like everyone else, so that oh. that didn't matter. Well, Come on!
1: I'm intrigued with the shoelaces because I think from the video, if you'd watch the video that we had today, I was sitting on the edge of my plates, trying to—I'd kicked off my my nanos, but trying to get my lifters on, which have abnormally long laces, and I was sweating over yes. them, trying to tie them. I looked like I must look like an absolute mess. I got you. So I will. I got you. I will be now. And since you highlighted my dog last week, I will tell you that for your everyday shoes that I keep out of the house there, I found him chewing on my shoelace today, of all things. <laughs> and he's not a puppy, so I don't know what that was about. But I'm about a half a length of a shoelace down. So I think I'm in the market for elastic I will. When we so. get
0: off the podcast, I'm going to text you the link. You've you got and me. everyone else there you go. it'll to be in the show notes. With that said, guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Masters in Motion podcast, where we help you embrace your potential for remarkable fitness at any age. If you found this episode to be helpful, we'd truly be grateful if you could take a moment to leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or your preferred podcast app. Your support helps us reach more listeners and grow the Masters community. Until next time, get bolder, not older, guys.